Hi, welcome back to the Plant Your Health podcast. Hi, it's been a hot minute. It's, I mean, it's been like two months. Um, welcome back. Thank you so much. If you are listening to this, I appreciate it. If you find value in this episode, please share it. Um, I made an announcement on Instagram last year when I took a pause on the podcast because there was just so much going on and I just needed a break. And here we are. Um, we're back and I have so many ideas, so much stuff planned. I have already recorded a handful of episodes with friends Um, fellow coaches, fellow nutrition coaches, um, fellow positive freaking people. And I can't wait for you to hear our talks. And that is, that's the direction that I really want to go. Like I, I mean, I provide value. I know my shit. I can sit here and tell you all the information ever, but when I was thinking of how I was going to bring the podcast back, how I like what direction I really wanted it to go, what I really saw for the podcast was bringing people conversations. Um, I, for, for me personally, being an entrepreneur working from home is kind of lonely sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Like I quit TSA in November. If you uh, didn't know that, um, and I, I don't miss the job, you know, but I miss the people. Like I miss my coworkers. I miss those conversations. I miss the, the stories that you share with people and the input and just the, the other opinions and just experiences that you get when you sit down and you actually have a conversation with someone. So when I was trying to figure out how to add the podcast back into my web of content between my blog, between, you know, my website, Instagram, of course, all of these things and coaching clients. Um, I was like, I would love to sit down, chit chat with people that way you listening, you are going to get not just my opinion, but how other people kind of view the world, the world, what they kind of, you know, see it as and like getting it through their lens and through my lens, if mine is, if mine is different, but you know, like it, I think it's so helpful, um, especially today to listen to other people. And if you don't agree with it, that's totally okay, but at least you listened. So that is my plan. I'm excited to have more and more people on as time goes. Um, if you can hear my dog grumbling, just just pretend you can't. And I'm I'm so excited. Like this, I just I love this idea. I'm so excited. So you will still get solo episodes of me just talking about shit and educating you about whatever. Um, questions that I've gotten on Instagram or stuff that's come up with my one-on-one clients. So stuff like that. So you'll still get solo episodes with me like this one. Hello, I am talking. Happy you're here. I'm rambling in my office. And 
then like next week, um, I will have a dear friend on and we will be chit chatting. So I'm going to mix it up. We'll do a little bit of everything that way. Keeps you spicy, keeps you entertained and you learn as much as possible. Hopefully that is the goal. So welcome back to the plant your health podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into what we're going to talk about today. So what I want to talk about today is why running in the heat sucks and how to actually improve. Okay. I live in Texas. It is hot. All right. It's hot. And throughout May, I took a small little break from running. Um, really no reason. I don't know. I just, I just looked at my app from June and I ran like 20 something miles in May compared to last month, June. Um, I ran like 54 or something. So I don't know. But within that time, it got super hot. Like here in Texas, we reached like 108 degrees in May, which is absolutely ridiculous. So I was thinking about this while I was getting back into running in the ball's heat of Texas. And I was like, holy mackerel. So running in the heat sucks. Okay. I feel like everyone who runs has experienced the frustration of going for a run and it's hot and you feel slow and you wonder if you have any level of fitness at all, at all. Like where'd it go? That's what I was wondering. Anyone else? Just, just me. Okay, cool. Well, here we are. So Texas, like I was saying, even at like eight o'clock in the morning can be like in the eighties. And that is just not ideal when you haven't trained in it. So there's a reason, um, that running in the heat is difficult and there are ways to improve it. So that's what we're going to cover today. Okay. So first off, just to get started as a basis, this is probably like, obviously Caitlin, you're going to like roll your eyes, but exercise is demanding. Okay. It's demanding on your heart. It's demanding on your muscles. It's demanding on your ligaments and your tendons and all the things that's helping you exercise. So it's demanding on your heart. Obviously as you, you know, start running, you are running faster, whatever you've been out there longer, your heart beats faster when you're running than when you're sitting on the couch. So your heart is going to match the demands of activity by increasing your cardiac output. So cardiac output is the amount of blood your heart can put out and your heart rate. So it's kind of a big deal, like how much blood your heart can actually pump to the rest of your body to give it all the goodness that it needs while you're exercising. Heat is raises the demand, causing a higher amount of blood to go away from your core to your extremities to cool you down. So we've all, well, maybe we all haven't, but if you haven't, um, obviously when you run, it's going to go away from your core. It's going to go away from like your digestion and stuff like that. Like it's not really concerned with that. It's trying to cool you down. It's trying to keep homeostasis. It's like, what the heck are you doing to me? So you begin to sweat more, obviously. So the demand rises. So does cardiac output, which means you're working harder, right? So even at the same pace, 
your body is working harder to keep up with it. So like it might be your normal 12. I mean, I was honestly, honestly, I was running like 14 minute miles when I got back on the trails and I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm dying, but I'm going so slow because it was so hot. I was waking up at six 30 and it was already like 75, 78 degrees. So by the time I get out to the trails at seven 30 and it's like bright and sunny, like I, I hadn't gotten used to it. I was like, uh, I'm straight up dying here. So it might be your normal pace, but it will feel like it's like five times more difficult. Okay. Because it's putting more stress on your body. It's trying to cool itself down. It's sweating more. If it's humid, that makes it more difficult. Like all of the things, this is like a big, it's, it's an actual thing. So if you're running in the heat and you're like, I suck, you don't, it's more difficult. It's okay. It just takes time to adapt. So like I was saying, exercising in the heat makes it more difficult for our bodies to maintain homeostasis and it, and our, like our core temperature. That's what it wants. It likes to be safe. It likes to keep that temperature because you know, obviously we get too hot. Uh, not good. We get too cold also not good. So your body is fighting to keep you alive all the time, every single day, every minute. Thank it. Give yourself a pat on the back. Okay. So it feels extremely difficult, even though you're going the same pace. But the good news is there are ways to improve your running in the heat. So I know it's July and you're probably like, Caitlin, it's already hot. I lost my window. Um, no, no, it's not. But for next um, summer when, you know, you're like, I'm going to run, start training in the heat early. So as the seasons change, like this is, I, I, I'm not practicing when I preach here or I didn't practice when I preach. Like I know this, but clearly it didn't work out for me. Um, but you want to train early. So as the seasons are changing, we want to take advantage, give your body time to adapt as it warms up, because that way, you know, your running can pick up as the temperature picks up, your body adapts. It takes about two weeks for our bodies to adapt to the heat. So you want to kind of start early, give your body that time. Like now, honestly, just within like this last week, I've done, I've done so much better than I was doing. So it takes about two weeks and you, I mean, you will adapt even though it's hot. You just, like I was saying, you just might be slower. Like I was like 14 minute miles is, oh, I mean, it is trail running. So it's naturally slower, but like I'm embarrassed for myself, but I did have like an eight month hiatus. So kind of not really, but so with that, since it is our, we're already in July and it's already warm in most places if you are running. So plan your run in the coolest parts of the day. So plan to go in the morning like I do um, when it's cooler. So instead of it being 108, it's, you know, 78, between 78 and like 82. Okay. So that's a lot. That That's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. So you want to, since it is warm while your body is adapting, run in the coolest parts of the day, morning, evening, slow down. Um, if it feels difficult, which it probably will, and you'll adapt. So that's key. Number one is I guess that's two technically. So train in the heat early, yet we're already in July. So the tip number two for improving your running in the heat of the summer is to plan your runs in the coolest parts of the day for at least the first couple of weeks. Honestly, 
honestly, you don't want to be running in like the hottest, hottest heat of the day unless you have like a race that requires you to do that because it's super hard on your body, like hydration and everything like that. It's going to be like, it's a thing. So plan for the coolest parts of the day as you adapt, unless you specifically have to, and then you might want to give yourself one drop. <laughs> okay. So I guess tip number three to improve running in the heat would be to hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. So water and electrolytes are your best friend, your best friend when it comes to training in the heat. So on every single run, I take water, like a three mile run. I literally have my running pack with at least a liter of water. I'm not going to lie because one, I was on Accutane, um, back in like 2015. And when I started Accutane, I was only on it for like five months, but I swear to God that like changed every little molecule and cell in my body because I cannot survive without water. Like it dried me out so bad. And I don't think I've quite even like recovered like seven years later. <laughs> like it's insane. So I take water with me on every single run. Um, and if you can go for like a three mile run, you're like, well, it's only like 30, 40 minutes, like, and you don't need water. That's totally fine. Um, but you need to drink water before you go, like days before, like you always want to be hydrated, right? You always want to be getting in water, electrolytes, all of that, but you'll have to be a little more strategic around running in the heat. If you know that you're like me and you're like, I need water, like there's no way I would be able to run 30, 40 minutes without taking a sip of water, um, take water with you. And you can have like a bottle, like they have like the soft flasks that you can take. You can have a running pack like I do. Um, the important thing is, is you're hydrating and you don't just want to drink water. You also want electrolytes. If you're running in the heat and it's super hot, you're going to be sweating. You're losing minerals. You're losing goodness. I mean, you know, like you need, I mean, that's how your body works, but I'm just saying. So you want to replenish with some electrolytes. So my favorite, uh, let's see, what are they? Um, liquid IV. I like liquid IV. And then the LMNT. So it's, I think the website is like drink and then L as in lion, M as in the Macarena, N as in nutrition, and T as in toaster <laughs> drink lmnt.com is what I think it is. So those are both good. I like both of them. Um, the drink out the, the LMNT one is like definitely salty, but like electrolyte, like sodium and electrolyte, like that's, that's what it is. So, um, liquid IV is definitely more on like the sweeter side. They have added sugar and some carbohydrates. So take your pick on those, look into both of them, see what you like. If you have another one, then you know, go for that. But running in the heat, you want to focus on hydration. And then for our final one, which I think is like four, are we on four? You want to eat enough carbs before and after. So your, like I said, it exercises the stress on your body. So exercising in the heat is more stress. So your glycogen stores can be depleted faster because your body is working harder. Okay. So 
you want to eat enough carbs before and after your run. So I tend to eat like toast or a tortilla with honey before running. Um, I started that in 2020 <laughs> when I was training for my half marathon that I did in March of 2021. And so before I eat toast or tortilla with honey, and then after I usually honestly have fruity pebbles. Okay. They are sugary, they're delicious, and they're fast digesting carbohydrates, right? So all carbs digest in sugar, boom, there you go. Super easy. So all fast digesting carbs ready for the body to utilize, right? So I tend to eat about an hour or so before I plan to actually like start running. And then when I get home, depending, I mean, honestly, it like my hunger fluctuates after a run. Like if it was like a really long run, if I kind of ate a little bit on the trail, then, um, I'm not as hungry, obviously. Sometimes I come home and like, I'm hungry. So I'll eat me some fruity pebbles on the floor in my room before I take a shower. So that's how it goes. So those are the four ways to improve running in the heat of the summer. Sorry if you heard my dogs barking. Um, a leaf fell outside and Manhattan had to tell it that it didn't belong there. So those are going to be the four tips that I have for you to improve your running in the heat of the summer. So you want to start training early. It's already July. Tip number two, run in the coolest parts of the day as you allow your body to adapt. Tip number three is to hydrate water electrolytes take water with you make sure you drink enough water before and after and then the final one is eat enough carbs before and after this is where you really this time like around your training whether it's running lifting more heavily for running but even with lifting like this is where you really can rely on those fast digesting carbohydrates so toast tortilla um fruit fruity pebbles. I don't recommend fruity pebbles beforehand. Um, that really just doesn't sound great to me with the milk and all of that, but you know, you do you, it's your life. So if that sounds great and you're like fruity pebbles before run, sounds magical, more power to you. I wish you luck. That's all I have for you today. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. I know I had a hiatus for quite a bit but we're back. I have so much stuff planned. Follow me on Instagram at the Caitlin Howarth. So T H E C A I T L Y N H O W A R T H. Yes. Howarth with a lisp. So yes, follow me on there. Message me, ask me any questions like DM me. If you have any questions about this episode, I do have spots for one-on-one -on -one coaching. So if you want to work with me for nutrition, training, if you have a race coming up and you don't know how to train for your race, I, I got you. I got you. So one-on-one -on -one coaching spots open. You can apply at, in the show notes of this podcast. The link is also at the link in my bio on my Instagram, and I will see you next week.